Is yoni steaming just squatting over hot herbs? How do you heal after an abusive relationship? What actually is self-love coaching and does it involve masturbation? This is basically life, looking at queer sex, love and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Muga. Hi, my name is Mose Isi, aka L, and I am a podcaster, a self-love coach, and an all-round creative artist. That's Mose Isi, pronouns she, they. This one slid into the DMs being the absolute coolest as the owner and creator of It's Abim's Life podcast, which is actually a whole jam. You need to go listen and check it out. Not only do they podcast and hold down a real job, they are also a self-love coach and activist tackling all things LGBTQIA in the Black and Melanated Empires. Okay, now we're doing a thing, babes. (laughs) After a year and nearly two years of trying to get this on and popping, are you good? Are you good? Uh, You know what? Despite everything, I'm actually really good right now. I'm really good. I'm feeling better than I've ever felt in myself. Really? Despite being in the middle of a panini, like what is it? Are you just feeling dope in your body? Are you feeling dope in your vibes? Like, what is it? You know, there's a panoramic, but yeah. We still still need to move. We We need to move. move. We must just move. These streets are opening up. So, you know, we need to go and see what's happening. Open our eyes, look for COVID. When we see it, slap it in the face Mm -hmm. and continue moving, you know? But yeah, I'm feeling good in my body. I've been doing a lot of like just reconnecting with my body, reconnecting with my womb in particular, reconnecting with those emotions and feelings and just connecting with people that are on my wavelength. So yeah, because of that, I've been feeling really nourished. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. feeding myself the things that I really want. Okay. So I'm just going to jump into the whole reconnecting thing because I love that I had Mm -hmm. questions, but you know how this, you know how this shit goes. (laughs) So when you say like reconnecting with your body, has that been like a physical thing? Like where are you like masturbating or are you just sitting in like the corner of your apartment being Zen? Because because you live, you're in the UK. Where in the UK are you? So I'm in the south of UK. I'm in Wales currently. So I was in Bristol when we spoke the last time mm-hmm. and I moved um, due to my relationship breakup. Um, so I've now got my own place in a place called Newport, which is just outside of Bristol. So it's only a couple of minutes, like half an hour outside of Bristol, but it's mm-hmm. in Wales. So, yeah, but it's been a mixture. So I've been doing this thing called Yoni Steaming. Oh, OK. Yes. Have you heard of it? I have heard vaguely. All I know about it mostly is you're squatting over herbs, like <laughs> over herbs yes. in a bowl. And then there's so much debate around it. Like some people are like, it's really bad for you. Some people are like, it's like really good for you. Like where are you at with that? So for me, I find it really good. I've And, you know, like you said, I've also had debates about it um, with other people. I've got a really good friend of mine, um, Mama Luna, who is uh, a qualified herbalist. Okay. So qualified herbalist makes the uni seats herself. Um, you tell her what it is that you're trying to achieve and she will blend the herbs that you need. 
Okay, so it's not just like five herbs and spices from your drawer. Exactly. Some mixed exactly. herbs, some like yes. pumpkin and paprika I, and shit. <laughs> yeah. So like I, when I've spoken to people who have had bad experience, they haven't gone to somebody who's qualified in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They haven't gone to somebody who knows anything about the different herbs and gets good quality herbs. Um, and the thing is, you will pay a little bit more. Okay. You know? Well, you, you would but, want to pay a little bit more for something like that. If you're going to be exactly. squatting over some hot herbs, fucking exactly. like you drop some coin. Burn. Yeah, bruh. Exactly. Bruh. Okay. And yeah, so I have heard of people having burns down there. Um, mm. And that's purely because they don't let the water cool down. So yes, oh. you are squatting over some hot herbs, but you're not actually meant to just sit on it as soon as you pour the water. Okay. You need to let it cool down. Okay. It's the steam is what does the work. Okay. All right. Okay. Cause I can, I can imagine you'd be like, it's, it's best, the hotter, the better kind of like a steam room, but like, that's not the vibes. No, because you will literally burn down there. Ooh. Okay. So what, yeah. is, what, is, what is, what, if I can ask, cause you know, we just got to mm-hmm. get like all in it. So what has been your focus for steaming and yoni loving? What was it like so when you went me- to this person? Yeah, so for me, um, the one of the main reasons I went to Yoni Steaming is because I have heard that it can help regulate your periods okay. um, and make them a little bit less painful sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I suffer with endometriosis and I okay. suffer with PCOS. So my, peri- my periods are diabolical. They're irregular. They're really painful when they come to the point mm-hmm. where I can't do anything. They last really, really long when they do come. Um, and then sometimes I'll go six, seven months without having a period at all. And then it's like almost everything that has been building up comes out all at once. And then it's really painful. Okay. So I spoke to this friend of mine. I was like, you know, this is what I need. I really need to do something about this because medication just wasn't cutting it. And also I'm steering much more further away from taking things as like medicine and looking for more natural ways to help my body basically because I want to feed my body things that are good for it Mm -hmm. and these herbs are things like it's not paprika I don't know who is putting paprika I don't know me I was just going to get whatever (laughs) spices are in the in the cabinet if I can put them in the kettle do a thing it's fine (laughs) But it's mainly things like lavender, um, lemongrass, you know, mugworth, mugworth, mm-hmm. all these things that have different components. And this is why I say you need to go to somebody who is a specialist in, in herbs, mm-hmm. because when I explained why it is I wanted to try uni steaming, the blend that was made for me was blended specifically for PCOS and endometriosis. So there were specific herbs mm-hmm. that are known to soothe your endometriotum. Okay. inside oh okay yeah and it so it and it does try to regulate your period mm-hmm. so it doesn't bring on your period quicker but it will put your period in the cycle that it should be okay so I did this uni steam I kid you not first of all on because there was a lot of lavender in there <laughs> we, we were also doing we did it live whilst recording a podcast episode. So I beg you, if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. Because I actually, I go from talking like this, uh-huh. like somebody that knows what they are saying, mm-hmm. to the end of the podcast, I just said deuces. I don't, I, my brain go. is not working. I've got to go. Wow. Okay. Hey. So it was really strong. But when I went to bed um, and woke up the next day, I just 
something had shifted inside me completely. Mm-hmm. And my period came the following week, which for about four months, I hadn't had a period. And I kid you not, that was the first period. I've been having a period now for almost, for over 20 years, actually. Mm-hmm. That was the first period I had where I was not crippled in bed for two weeks. So like the pain of it was a lot it was, better. When I tell you I had no pain, I was calling everybody. I said, <laughs> you know, I'm on my period right now. And they're like, <laughs> People what? are like, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's because not what I thought this phone call was about. <laughs> because if you know me personally, when my period is there, just drop the food at the door. Don't talk to me because I'm, like I'm like a caged lion. Mm-hmm. If you open that door and come and talk to me, I will attack. Mm-hmm. It will be the end. I don't want peace. I want problems always. That's it. So <laughs> usually it's a knock. L, your food is at the door. And, and they run. And they run. Whether I collect the food or I don't collect, nobody's it's not their business. It's their, not their business. They're like, look, we did what we needed to do. We dropped the food. It is exactly. Fine. Oh yes. my gosh. Okay. So I since then, and it's been five months. Okay. Five, six months. And the only painful period I had was my last period, but it wasn't even as painful as what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And that's purely because I had only done the uni steaming once. So mm-hmm. I've now gone and bought my own seat from the same person because they create the seat. And oh, then when the seat, seat comes. Yeah. So normally the old traditional way was that you would squat on a bowl or something, but that can be quite painful because you're squatting for like half an hour. Okay, no, me, yeah, nobody's have... got that sort of thigh muscle except Meg exactly. the Stallion. It's exactly. only Meg. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have knees like Megan. Let's be realistic. <laughs> okay, I have knees like Tina Tonna. I've lived a life. <laughs> You've seen a thing. You've seen a thing. I've seen a few things. <laughs> so me, I have to be comfortable. If not, well, everybody's going to fall. And the, the, all sorts of health and safety can happen. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I've just bought a uni steam seat. So then um, I'm going to get her to mix the herbs for me again and then she can send them to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that you have to do all the time. So like maybe before your period comes or after your period comes, especially after your period comes, because, you know, you've just been releasing everything from your body. Sometimes there are things that still stay there and you will see some discharge okay a few days after but okay. nothing like major but it just cleans out everything in there for you without harming you and I have found it incredibly helpful and everybody else who I've spoken to or I have told them to go to this person has come back with this exact same results mm-hmm. this is somebody who has over 10 years in the game like they know Guys. what they're talking about. okay because like I think I went through a phase where it felt like everyone I know around my age. Um, so I'm like a cool 33. And like at this time, we were like 30. And people were just picking up being yoni steamers unprovoked. Yeah. And I was like, that does not seem focused, my people. Like I had a friend who was training for it. And I was just like, what? Go back and work at your day job. Like, just stop this. Like, no, just stop it now. And like, I've just, you know, you read all these things about how, um, you know, the whole yoni steaming thing is sort of like the woo-woo version of, you know, douching and stuff. 
but the vagina yeah. is self-cleaning but like there's actually like a lot more to it right exactly there's a lot more to it and you know the reality is if you go to these people who have just done some random day courses and i'm Online not saying courses. that day, yeah i'm not saying that these courses are necessarily bad but they are accompanied with so much more mm-hmm. and if you're not doing the rest of the work then yeah you are going to be going around talking some absolute nonsense I mean I'm a self-love coach I've had 10 years in the game before I even you know started telling people all the time that I'm a self-love coach Mm -hmm. and some of the nonsense I hear on Instagram when people when people come and say wear that makeup be the girl that if you can't be the girl that he wants to stay with wear your makeup and be the girl he can't get who said this about you I don't know I just like okay so actually now I want to ask you a little bit about your like your self-love coaching because I did think like last time we had a chat, we didn't really get into it because you were interviewing me. So I wasn't going to be like, what do you do? So, okay, tell me a little bit about that. And is there a sexual component to it? Like, I feel like, or is it like, what is that about? Or yeah, please. Okay. So with self-love coaching, so um, just for reference, I've, I've been a self-love coach now for almost, yeah, for 10 years, going on to 11 years this year. Mm-hmm. So I started very young. I actually started when I was in uni doing a completely different course. Of course. Um, <laughs> you know me. Everything must be jaga jaga in my life. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons I started self-love coaching was because I grew up in a very abusive home. Mm-hmm. I also then entered a string of abusive relationships. And for me, therapy was not the answer. Okay. At that moment in time, I did not want to speak to a therapist. Mm-hmm. And every time I went to a therapist, I actually wasn't fully opening up about what it was that had happened to me or what it was that I was even going through at that time. And I was like, something is not right. Mm-hmm. Something is not right because, yes, OK, I've grown up to see this, but what and I know it's wrong. So why am I accepting it in my own relationships now? There has to be another reason. Mm-hmm. And the simple reason, and I say this like in the nicest way the simplest reason why we sometimes allow ourselves to be in these relationships even when we know that they are toxic and they're bad for us is because we do not give ourselves the love that we want and desire Mm. because when you start to operate at that level these rats on the highway cannot come to you because they they won't even look twice Mm. because it will just your aura is different when you are giving yourself that love from the most authentic place possible. Mm. You know, you're not giving yourself self-love in the sense of I look good, I get my nails done, I get my hair done, and I yeah. look nice and all the boys are chatting to me. I'm, I'm is... here, I'm here without the filter on Instagram. Exactly. Hashtag self-love, yeah. Exactly. It's not that at all. And you know, I tell people there is a clear difference between self-care. Mm -hmm. and self-love and that is where a lot of people who are not doing the research and who have not been properly trained blur the lines because a lot of what they're talking about is self-care and it's absolutely fine to have that Sunday I'm doing nothing wearing a face mask gonna get my nails done have a pedicure well I do that you know, mm-hmm. I do that because I like it because I want my skin to look nice. I want my nails to look nice. Obviously, mm-hmm. I want to be presentable, yeah. but that's for me. Mm-hmm. That's not because anybody else is going to look at me. If nobody notices my nails, it's not my problem. I like it. That's mm-hmm. why it's on my hand. Okay, okay. That's the difference between the self-care and self-love. Self-love is really taking a good, deep look at yourself and saying, what is it that I actually want? 
and how can I give that to myself mm. let's so, start from there because if I'm giving it to myself mm-hmm. anything that anybody else is giving me is extra okay so I have a question about the self-love thing and especially linking it um to the notion of how you can end up in abusive spaces and like mm-hmm. saying this as somebody who I can like really completely and utterly get that because yeah. for the longest time and this was like until very recently I'm talking like five six months ago this is not like a year-long thing where it took a while um so I was in something that was abusive for like mm-hmm. a period of time very short period of time you know the way non-monogamy be wilding so like you're yeah. in a really good space with your primary partner and then you're out in these streets and you're getting taken for a puss by a yes. random are you lost my homie but then it was a case of like how is it that I because now it's that whole thing of I think for me what was very difficult was separating the notion of self-blame right and you know blaming yourself for being in that situation but also separating that from the idea that you know I do deserve better and I don't have to accept this purely because it's here right so like how do people make that distinction because like it then becomes a tricky thing where you now start blaming yourself and then you're like this is kind of like why this happens to me. Like, how do people navigate that distinction? So if I'm being honest, I would tell you that for most people, when they start the self-love journey, and I'm mm-hmm. speaking from my experience as well, and even though I've had 10 years in this, mm-hmm. I left an abusive relationship last year. Last year, like the one you said that you moved out and now you're doing yes. your own thing. This is just yes. now, now after 10 years of the game, G. Yes, Damn, so homie. this is where I tell people when I do workshops, nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. And there is no such thing as when you start this journey that you will not fall into something else again. Mm-hmm. But what may happen is that you will notice it quicker and move. Ah, and ah. self, yeah, and self-blame will come into that because n- naturally as humans, we will start to look at ourselves and be like, maybe if I didn't do this, maybe if I hadn't done that. And that's okay. Those are thoughts that will run through your mind. Mm-hmm. They're not going to run through forever. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, everything is part of the process. And I tell people, even when you say, oh my God, I've come such a long way, I don't recognize that person in pictures. And I say, but be thankful because if that person hadn't had stayed strong and whatever it was that you were going through, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be the person that you are today. Yeah. That is that to is be able to say. such facts. Like you look at the person, you're like, I don't recognize that person. Like who was that person? Yeah. And if that person hadn't been able to get through, you wouldn't be here being like, who the hell? Why exactly. the hell like that? Exactly. Oh my gosh. And that's, and that's where I would say it's probably the difference when you meet a real self-love coach and somebody who's just telling you, you know, put those boy shorts on. Do you do all those things, but Mm -hmm. don't do it because you want to get somebody else to notice you. Mm -hmm. You need to look in the mirror and say, yes, I'm happy. You need to be happy with your flat bum, with your fupa. You need to be happy with, you know, how your body's looking. You need to experiment with yourself Mm -hmm. and understand what it is that your body wants from you when you're doing. So when you asked about, is there, you know, a sexual element in general, when I'm doing self-love coaching, mm-hmm. I don't delve too deeply into masturbating with people. But I do say to them, if it's something that you've never tried or you've only done it, you know, here and there, I would give it a try. 
you know, try different things with your body. Different mm. places in your body give you different sensations and you will realize that there are things you might have never known that you liked. And mm. um, the more you start to do that and the more you start to connect with what it is inside you that you love about yourself and what it is that makes you happy, whether that is through, you know, masturbating or through being spiritual or anything, well, however it is that you feel most comfortable to reconnect with yourself, yoni steaming, you know all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. the more you start to do that what you start to see is that you will actually have a pattern there'll be certain things that you'd like to do all the time because it's good for you it makes you happy mm -hmm. in a way that you haven't experienced that before mm -hmm. and now when somebody comes you may slip for a for a short period of time like you mm -hmm. said you may slip for a short period of time into something that isn't healthy mm -hmm. but actually you will notice those changes quickly. Oh my God, you know, this person not necessarily swindled me, but maybe sold me an idea that actually is not what I want and yeah. it's my time to go. And you will leave that situation far more stronger than what you would have left probably a couple of years ago. Mm. So like the way people were like, how are you smiling after you've left a relationship? You, you literally, everything I had was gone, was gone. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were talking, I was living in my auntie's house. I didn't have my own place. Yes, I remember. And like you, I remember you had to like maneuver around. And actually, you're, you're segueing right into the next question that I wanted to ask you. How was that process for you personally? Like, you know, leaving an, like, an abusive relationship? Because it's, it's sometimes I, and I don't even know if I'm speaking out my ass. And this is why this is like wild and unedited. But sometimes you can even argue that it's it's actually a little more it's a, actually a lot more difficult to leave an abusive relationship than to leave one that was like you know good or whatever because there's so much more tied in Massively. there's so much more that you're leaving there there's so yeah. much more that you have to collect and heal and take like like Massively. if I can ask what was that process like for you if as you know as much as you yeah. want to give us out here like yeah, of course. For me, so in the beginning of that process, I was very upset that me and my ex-partner were splitting up because we'd spent a long time together. We had spent four years. We were engaged. Mm -hmm. You know, the plan was to move on with the future. But at the same time, you know, neither of us were blind to what the issues were within our relationship. Mm -hmm. And we had tried, I had definitely tried multiple things let's go to couples therapy let's mm -hmm. actually just do therapy as two individuals mm -hmm. let's deal with our personal trauma that we have as individuals mm -hmm. because I was definitely more in a space of okay yes I've done the self-love coaching but I need to delve deeper now into myself and I need to deal with these traumas that I've been holding since I was very young mm -hmm. because these are they have caused me to have toxic traits mm -hmm. and you know, here's the thing about self-love. Just because we start to love ourselves does not mean we don't recognize what our traits are and what it is that we do that can be toxic, problematic, mm. in some ways abusive yeah. to somebody else. That It doesn't mean that you can't, but it's recognizing that and then doing the work. And self-love coaching is not something that you just do on its own. You know, I would always tell people, okay, you've done self-love coaching maybe it's time to go and speak to a therapist and do it because I'm not a therapist. Mm -hmm. There's so, only so much I can deal with. So it's the need to couple that with something else. 
Yeah. And like whether it's a therapist or Mm -hmm. whether it's a counselor or whether it's in church, if that's what you're if that's the way you're inclined, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, but to find something else to help you work through because here's the thing so many of us have trauma especially in the black queer community Mm -hmm. so many of us have trauma that abuse is so rife Mm -hmm. in our relationships even if somebody isn't hitting you I'll be honest my ex-partner never laid a finger on me Mm -hmm. and for most of the time that was one of the main reasons I stayed because the people prior that's what they did yeah but that doesn't mean that this person also has the right to trample on top of me. It also doesn't mean that I have the right to be mean to them when I'm having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Actually, both of us are just not dealing with our issues, and that's the reality. And when when it came to loggerheads, we just had we had to break up. That was it. It was very upsetting. There was tears. I mean, we were crying on each other's shoulders when you were breaking because, up. Because yeah, because the love was so strong, but the, the love came with so much toxicity that this can't go on this cannot keep going on because we're just it's not going to end well for either of us eventually one of us will break down and we will leave somebody will leave in Mm. the future again it's not the first time that we had broken up either but for me I said this is the last time I can't I'm not doing this again where we take you know a year out and then come back and everything is sweet for six months and then we go through the same thing and then we're here again Mm -hmm. I'm not going to keep doing that because that doesn't help my mental health it doesn't help your mental health it doesn't help anybody it doesn't help our family our friends who are around us so yeah it was very upsetting Mm -hmm. I cried I remember I called my I called the family group chat is this the cousins we don't involve the the older people because yeah no just, just be take, take them out yeah no we have some cousin group chats who are like <laughs> there's no need for everyone please <laughs> yes so like yeah and you know and it's very important to have a strong um unit around you yeah and my my cousins were definitely my strong unit because in that moment all of them my sister actually said something very very profound to me she said I know you're upset right now and I know you're saying oh maybe if she comes back over she goes how would you feel if I told you this was happening to me what would you do yeah I said I will break your I will break his legs yeah she said exactly so why are you letting it happen to you you? because it's one of those things you will go and save other people but when it's us, we're like, no, but you see, the thing is how this yeah, nonsense exactly. is set up. It's cool now. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And in that moment, it reminded me of everything it is that I teach to other people, that I coach to other people, but also how I had raised my siblings to not go through the things that I had gone through. Mm. And I could see what it is that I've instilled in them in that moment and I was like no you have to stay strong and it was hard at the beginning because this is somebody you spent every night with this is somebody you spend every day with you're at home you know you cook you eat you, you do build all a life things. you build a life yeah exactly you have a future that you're planning together and it's gone by the switch of a hand but when it's the right thing like even though I was really upset it felt like a million bricks had been lifted off my shoulder mm. to know that this relationship was no longer going to be a thing. Oh, wow. Like, so um, how, how long has it been now since the breakup? It has been over 18 months. What? 
Yeah, we broke up at the very beginning of the pandemic. Like the pandemic hit and you, so, because you know, there's that whole thing of rumors of either people broke up, got really together, or I don't know what other people were doing. Or like, you know, (laughs) suddenly I know there's people who like freaking got married. I was just like, nah, my G. So like you guys broke up at the very beginning of the pandemic. So like literally a week after lockdown hit in the UK wow like no you guys did it you guys went out the gate you guys decided this is the brand for the pandemic and you you did a thing and you committed so yeah yeah. i said no we we have to go also because the pandemic was going to show people their own asses hey like yes exactly because and i remember with with the lockdowns like the uk and i know sa like the lockdowns were hard they were like deep meaningful lockdowns where you had to start thinking about your own life so 18 months, yes. what has, have you been dating? Have you been, what is like, you've been sitting so, on somebody's face? What's up? You know me, <laughs> but no, I've not been running these streets mm-hmm. at all. I spent the last 18 months working on me because I was already ill before the pandemic hit. Oh, damn. And I was already at home, basically in a lockdown because oh. I couldn't walk because of my PCOS and everything else that was Mm -hmm. happening. So I said, you know what? I need to work on me. I need to get myself back to where it is that I want to be. And also I had all these ideas, like starting the podcast that I've just been leaving for years to like, I'll do that next year. I'll do that in six months. I'll do that. Blah blah. And I said, no, this is the time. Let's start doing the things that you really want to do. And I started therapy. Oh, I did trauma-based therapy for a whole year it was intense Must have been like brutal. it was intense and I remember ringing the the therapist and saying you know what happens if my partner if she's going she's going now and she's what if they stop her and she gets a fine for leaving and she said do you not think it's time you think about yourself I said ah huh? is it because I'm calling you every other day now you want to just come and be doing yeah be just kind of say no means <laughs> Relax. You don't need to come and hit me so hard. But you know, she needed to say that to me because yeah, I'm still I was still like, oh yeah, this person, this person, this person. And she was like, all you're doing is talking about this person, but they've left. They did not think about whether they're gonna get a fine for traveling to go and meet their family to be with them because they no longer want to be in the relationship with you either. They didn't think about that. So why are you thinking about that? Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know. Why is that still your business? <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was a years-long therapy, really working on myself. I really started masturbating a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I enjoy it, but also just to really understand what it is that I like in my body as well. And, like, there's so many things that I had stopped doing because of the relationship that I was like, but I really like that, so I want to keep doing that. And holding it so high up, that I'm now in a place where I'm ready to start dating. I'm ready to go back out there. Mm-hmm. But it's not like any time before where I'm going to settle for somebody who's just that bit better than my ex. Oh. You need to be the extra piece that's coming into my life to add value, not to come and take, 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 take and exhaust me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm now at a point where I'm doing the things that I want to do. So I don't have time for anybody and their nonsense. Mm, nice. Yeah. I stand so I stand so much in that truth and in that truth in myself. And my can my unit of support is so strong. 
mm-hmm. that you know they even say you know I'm not gonna lie oh if you bring somebody back here to the house to say this is the person you're dating and we're, and we're sniffing something doesn't smell right mm-hmm. we're going to in front of you we will tell the person to be going it's time you don't to even go. get the say <laughs> yes it's time to go <laughs> yes so you in a place wrong you're in a place where you just like you're understanding you spent all this time understanding what you need understanding what you want and now being able because now even you've got the energies that you're putting out in the world right yes which is like also a very powerful component of that so not only the cognitive but you have these energies you're putting out being like this is what I want yes and also dealing with my own mental health and you know understanding that yeah there are days that I'll have down days mm-hmm. and things like that and I'm implementing coping mechanisms that work for me mm-hmm. and implementing them so much that there is nobody or nothing that can come into my life now that will change that oh nice oh my gosh that's where I'm at so yeah you know what this is why I love talking to you and this is where we're going <laughs> to wrap this up because like You've dropped all the big wisdom. So now before people leave you and before people leave us, where can they find you? Because I used to forget to do this in season one. I'm like, I'm not your mom. Like they must just find you. (laughs) Yes. Well, so I will have a new website coming out soon. Yes. So it's going to be called Mose Phoenix. So watch out for that. But on Instagram, you can find me at at Mose underscore Isse. That is M-O-S-E underscore I-S-S-I-E. Um, or it's a Bames Life um, on Instagram as well, which is my podcast page. I've just got a new logo. Season two has started. So, you know, get on the listening. It's on all the major um, social so um major podcast um sites and then um twitter and yeah twitter is the same musa ec um under with the underscore or it's a bames life or you can email me at it's a bames life at gmail.com if you want to talk to me if you want self-love coaching um work if you want to have a one-to-one with me i also do angel card readings um you you just do it well. all hey like you just, you are a multifaceted what service. What can I say? I'm blessed. I'm highly oh. favored. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just DM me on um, Mose EC page to tell me what it is. And then we can work out times. The minimum sessions I tell people to do is six. Mm-hmm. Because usually the first one or two will be more so getting to understand you. And the last couple of sessions will be more so about you implementing things that we talk about. And I say coaching people, not teaching, not counseling, because there will be questions you will ask me and I will ask you that question back because you have the answer and only you have the answer. I don't mm-hmm. have the answer. Ah, oh, I love that. Thank you so much for joining me, my love. Thank you for having me. And it's been great as always. Always. That one is such vibes. And this podcast has been over a year in the making. One of the things that cropped up in the interview is the issue of PCOS. And it's something that adversely affects black women. So we got to talk about this. Polycystic ovary syndrome my bad, my bad, or PCOS is very common, but it remains undiagnosed and unmanaged in so many people who have it. It affects one in 10 women worldwide. 
So why are people not talking about these vibes? Why is it just running in the streets, being undiagnosed and undertreated, particularly in women of color? This is mainly because like medicine is based on research by white males for white males. You'll find so many sort of gynecological issues are just swept under the carpet because men are just like, oh, but this is not for us. So I don't know why I'm researching this. But now we know better. So we got to do better and we got to check ourselves. So what causes it? PCOS is caused by an imbalance of reproductive hormones causing immature follicles to surround the ovary. It's the leading cause of infertility and can also cause miscarriage, gestational diabetes, woo, the BDs, my people, and preeclampsia. PCOS symptoms include irregular menstrual cycles or no period at all, weight gain or difficulty losing weight, skin darkening in the creases of the body, hirustism or hair on the face, chest, or other areas. I couldn't say the word, guys. Just let me live. Increased acne, especially on the face and back. Skin tags, thinning hair, and mood issues. So look, PCOS isn't just about reproductive health, though. It can also be linked to other serious, life-threatening metabolic syndrome issues and health concerns, including obesity, diabetes, high LDL, or bad cholesterol, sleep apnea, endometrial cancer and high blood pressure so it's not just about having kids my people there's so many other things and beyond the physical PCOS is associated with depression and anxiety researchers aren't sure whether PCOS causes or worsens these health health issues or if some of these health issues cause PCOS but the connections are definitely there so part of what we're trying to do in this space is trying to make sure that you're taking care of all parts of your health Hence, this small health PSA, we want to make sure that you are physically, emotionally, and mentally on it. We want, to, we want you to take care of all of the things. So take care of yourself, fam bam, because this is basically life. And I am still your host, Tiff Mugo, telling you to calm your tits. Life actually sometimes is that complicated, though. Go to at basically life underscore pod for great content this podcast is available on apple podcasts stitcher spotify and soundcloud you can show your love and support for the podcast by liking leaving a review and sharing episodes with your friends family and squad also email us at basicallypod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you Best believe that this podcast is still produced by Hala Africa Productions and is sound engineered and musically compiled by yours truly, Mbalia Ketel of Chosen Flower Collections.